Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. of a frog in my throat at the moment so if Ooh. I sound odd it's because I've been eating frogs not a good joke um, um, did you guys so I was like <laughs> uh, preparing this document mm-hmm. the legal document had to go to facilities around the world and it and included oh, a, uh, time zone like hey we're doing this thing at this specific time and here's a couple time zones just to give you an idea. And we had done it six months ago. Uh-huh. And so, like, we're basically just adjusting them for daylight savings. And uh-huh. it had never occurred to me in my 35 years on the planet that daylight savings in the southern hemisphere goes the other way. Whoa. What? I never thought about right? it. <laughs> well, like on one hand, it's it goes obvious. the same way, but just at different times. Because <laughs> uh, they do like, still spring forward and fall back. It's just that no, they don't. They spring backward. Well, yeah, because they're springing forward yeah, different. Exactly. So they do go the same way, but not at the same time. No. Yeah, but what? That doesn't like. I know. That's functionally. It doesn't I guess matter. you could say it that way. Like in theory, if you if you had to be a pedantic a hole about everything, <laughs> you could say it that way. It's true. You could. Guys, we're a little salty this morning. I think one of us is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Remember all that meat. Those awful things you were saying about everyone before we started recording. Yeah, but I said it with a smile. It's horribly. <laughs> bigoted things you were saying yeah i forget what happened what were what was happening um oh someone was like saying someone's name that had like uh clearly not um like european american name like not european uh-huh. but you know what i mean like not like a regular white person in america name and then yeah <laughs> Someone that I'm related to said, "Like, oh, Malikilikimaka, <laughs> like, jokingly." Oh and I was, so I was like, oh, "That's kind of racist." <laughs> and then I felt bad, but it was true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, and also, I wasn't did it trying, sound Hawaiian?" I wasn't trying to be racist. I was just like making fun of their name. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> I wasn't trying part. to be racist. I was just being racist. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be racist. I was just making fun of someone who is different than. The, but this is all I say that culture to say that I'm used to that. Clearly, I'm the least bigoted one on the podcast because I'm calling out my own family for being racist. <laughs> no, dude, that That's makes you standard. more racist because you're calling out Mexicans and your family for being racist. Ooh, that makes you bigot because not everyone in my family is Mexican. <laughs> oh, yeah, some are Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are white. <laughs> yeah, the vast majority. <laughs> There's to some degree. So, um, and sorry, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Not a great joke. Not a great story. No, it's a solid story. It's a very good story. All right. <laughs> I thought it was excellent, but whatever you say. So, I went and saw Copeland mm. this week. Mm-hmm. Have you, you listened to them much, Phil? Aaron, you said you didn't really know who they were. I know who they are. I mean, like I know their okay. name, but I never listened to them, no. Copeland is one of those bands that I don't think I was listening to back when they were, you know, at their yeah. height, but I know I know I had friends who were like super super into them. Are they're they're like contemporaries of like Anne Berlin, is that right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. that yeah, same I think time of period, them kind right? Of together, Anne Berlin and May are like the two bands that I lump them together oh, yeah, with. May. I never listened to now, any of those bands. May. Anne Berlin, 
Amber Lynn. Not only Christian. did I not listen to them, I don't even know who they are. Oh, you don't know who May is? Who's I don't what, even own a music playing May? device. What is May? What's a May? It's a month. I don't even like the month. No, it's not spelled that way. I don't even own a music playing device, so I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I don't either. Speaking of music playing devices, have you guys seen the new uh, the Nate Bergazzi? Sorry, I'll, we'll get back to your story, Cole. But the Nate Bergazzi special on Netflix. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh-uh. It's called the Tennessee Kid. It's really funny. Oh, man, but he talks about like going to a, his mom hired the DJ at his wedding and <laughs> it was some old guy <laughs> with just a bunch of <laughs> CDs and he's like and computers were doing very well at that time. <laughs> Gosh, that's, that's a good joke. There's <laughs> some dude with a bunch of CDs. <laughs> he, goes, he played the same song three times in a row. White Wedding, which he said was by Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good anyway you should listen to that everyone go watch that special it's family friendly too if you're if you have a family oh is he a mormon comedian i don't think so no. oh did you say brian regan <laughs> no <laughs> i did not does he do a joke about walking on the moon no no about pop tarts no wait that's another guy you Hot too pockets. Hot Pockets. It's a different guy. And it's a different guy. <laughs> no, he does do a joke about Pop-Tarts, you idiot. Oh, the Hot Pockets does, is a different guy. whole thing is that is I'm the instructions on the box say to microwave it for four seconds or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, how, how, how crammed is your schedule that you don't have the time to put a Pop-Tart in a toaster? Who's Anyways. that dude? What's that other dude? Oh, Jim Gaffigan uh, does the Hot Pocket Gaffigan, thing. Yeah. So you saw Copeland. Oh, the American, now you want to talk about that, Aaron? The American rock band formed in 2001 by the singer, yeah. pianist, Aaron Marsh, and his friend. The singer what? Pianist. <laughs> oh. So You're talking about pianists. Of pianists? Um, and first of all, the two <laughs> opening bands, really good. And we kind of, for one of the opening bands who's apparently from like Tim Bapalant's hometown of... Sacramento, I guess. I don't know. No. Fresno. Or those idiots. How live. dare you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do live in Fresno. Is there um, a Sacramento chili? Where's the Sacramento chilies I've eaten there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just good. one. We've got plenty of chilies yeah. in Sacramento. You, you have a lot of apps and stuff. Buffalo wings. Um, I'll take that as a no. And we kind of went over to the side of the stage. This club is set up in what appears to be like an old diner. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of cool because like you can pay so that like the stage it's like a long skinny room and the stage is on one side like along the length like hot dog wise you know and along the other side they never took out the booths from when it was a restaurant and so like you can I think you can pay more to get a seat and so you can like sit oh yeah <laughs> in this booth at a table. There's a, a few places in Hollywood that are like that, and I don't oh, okay. understand why that's a thing. I think people just don't like standing up. Like off to time. the side or in the back? No, Little this... booths that are off to the side. Yeah. For sitting when everyone is standing and blocking your view. I'll say this. If Usually they're, they're elevated. elevated it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I mean. And that's how these ones are. But that's a common well, thing. Like even nightclubs, they'll have like the dance floor in the middle. And then have booths around it, you know. When I went to, when I saw MXPX and Fiverr and Frenzy a couple years ago, it was at this place in Orange County. <laughs> when you say a couple of years ago, you mean 20 years no, ago, No, it was right? like three or four years ago. <laughs> oh, it was like a reunion thing. But And Slick Shoes played with them, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I went with my friend who's like a really big Fiverr and Frenzy fan. And I had never seen MXPX, so it was my first time, so I was pretty excited, too. And we got a booth for, it was like, I think you had to pay 100 bucks to get the booth. But it, no, it wasn't like a hundred bucks for the booth. Yeah, it like was for like the whole like in that sit seat. No, seat, no, no. But it wasn't even that. It was like you get the booth, but you have to pay like a hundred dollar minimum. So if you order drinks and food up to that, then you don't have to pay. Oh, like bottle service and stuff. Yeah, basically. Cool. So it was like there were three of us, and we spend a hundred dollars easily because crap is expensive. Lushes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're like 
this Coca-Cola. Like, they had two dollar beers, nine dollars, hundred dollars. But it is. It's like I'm gonna get a Jack and Coke that's like ten bucks anyway. So I might as well get a couple yeah, yeah. of them and a burger. So I might as well get ten might of those. Well get two and a burger, and then have this table that I can sit at. Heck yeah, dude! So it was cool because you like sit there. Aaron, and you then... do not need to sell that idea to me. <laughs> I know. I'll spend a hundred bucks, no problem. <laughs> so you, you just it's cool because you get to sit there and like watch the parts that you're like kind of into, and then when the song that you like yeah. comes on, it's like there's room to stand up and get down. It was cool. Get it's funky. a very adult way to, to concert. There's a room to grind on some people. That's my first favorite concert. I mean, that's my second favorite type of concert. My first favorite type is when the opener goes on at 8 and finishes at 9.30 and then you go home. Yeah. Or even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite type of concert is the one I watch on my phone on YouTube while <laughs> I'm in bed. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Emery a couple times in the last few years. And every time they make a joke about, thank you guys so much for getting a babysitter and, uh, you know, paying so much to get a babysitter to come out tonight. Like, cause everybody's like yeah. 40 and, uh, and he always makes the same joke about like 20 years ago when they started playing, like people are like having sex in the parking lot. And now it's like, oh am I going to be home in time to like everybody just wants to get out of there and go home because <laughs> everybody's old or whatever. Yeah. But, um, it, it makes banter and stuff like that a million times less cool when you see another show and they use the same banter, <laughs> especially in the same town on a different tour. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Okay. So, so I, when I uh, saw, I've only seen tenacious D once, uh, but it was like, it was a really weird experience and I've never seen the freaking um, Rocky horror picture show, but like it reminded me of what the way people talk about that because all of the jokes were so all of the banter between songs was like, it was very scripted. It was so scripted that there were people in the crowd Uh, yelling it with them. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it wasn't just just the bits from the album. I mean, yeah, a lot of it yeah, was. It was like but the, then, the C, the the wee wee push ups, stuff <laughs> right. like that. That isn't on any of the albums, I don't think. But they do it every time they play. Yes, oh, that is on the album, isn't it? Maybe. Well, I've heard it somewhere, but yeah. So like P-P-P-Push they ups. like follow. There are some people that are like following them around so much that they have all of it memorized and they're yelling it. Yeah. At them, and it and it was kind of a bummer, but it was also like. Another part of me was like, okay, this is clearly, these people clearly think this is cool for a different reason. You know, like, this is a performance start to finish. It's the same reason when you see a comedian and people like shout out their most well-known bits, like, hey, do this one. And it's like, why do you want me to say that thing that you've heard me say on the album so many times that you haven't (laughs) memorized? Like, but then it still kills. Yes. Like I heard... I heard uh, Brian Regan, funny enough, talking about that, and he was saying how it's like this weird thing of like, on one hand, it makes you feel like they don't care about any of your new stuff. It's you know, it's like when you go see some band who's put out ten albums, and all anyone cares about is the first album. I mean, it was like that with Copeland, for example. Ever <laughs> got the loudest cheer when they played uh, the brightest. And that's like their famous song from 15 years ago or whatever. And (laughs) they're probably thinking like, why doesn't anyone like my current music or whatever? But it's, it's even, it's even weirder when it's, when it's either banter or like a, stand up bit because but like it's just talking. I mean, like at least if someone's playing a song live, it's probably different than it was on the record. Yeah. But that's part of like, performing right like you you kind of want there's this like balance of like giving people what they want but also like you want you obviously you want to expose them to new stuff so they keep spending money on you it's like when i saw dashboard and he like you could tell he had no interest in playing any of the old stuff but at the same time like the only reason you're playing in a venue this big is because of all that old stuff. Like nobody gives a crap about your new band. That's like this alt country stuff. Like, <laughs> and I know that you care about it, but like you also have to <laughs> like 
there's a reason you're making thousands of dollars tonight and it's because of these well, songs you wrote 20 years ago right it would be like if like you went to like see a movie this is weird but like you know how they like replay old movies sometimes yeah like if you went to see a replay of an old movie and then they like played their new movie instead you'd be like no that's not why i'm here <laughs> like i don't care about that movie i only yeah, want exactly. the old stuff <laughs> i'm not paying for you i can't paying for your songs i can't remember who i don't believe i was listening that. to an interview i don't think it was darius rucker but it was like somebody like that who's still touring and darius rundgren um <laughs> rundgren todd, it was todd rucker actually Ruck, <laughs> Ruckgren. and and he was like yeah i love you know he's like that song gets old to play but it's like that's the only reason like he was very self-aware about it yeah I was like, um, that's that's why people are here, and that's, you know, I have to play it every night, but this is the only time a lot of these people have ever seen me, so right. it's the first time they've heard it, you know. So, my dad, back in, like, it would have been in the 70s, I guess, and I was like, or, yeah, late 70s. So, you were like, I, in, I think, you were like mid-teens? Yeah, I think I was, I think it was one of those, like, sort of, kind of a midlife crisis sort of things like, Oh, you know, I've got a family and um, a friend of his was like, Hey, let's go see Bob Dylan. And he was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. And they spent a bunch of money to get Bob Dylan tickets. And then uh, he played for like two hours and didn't do any hits oh, yeah. at all. Yeah, It was just 100% new experimental stuff that nobody like, he'll even do like covers but of like super obscure stuff that nobody's ever heard. <laughs> yeah, and my dad was like super mad. He was like, yeah. "Well, but and Bob I Dylan came here because I loved like you 20 years ago." Yes, yes. That's and yeah, exactly. Like he actively dislikes all the people who are paying hundreds of dollars to see him. <laughs> Which you can't. If you're yeah, Bob you Dylan, you can't have it can. both ways. But I'm, then I mean, why are you playing? You, it makes you an idiot, though. Like, if I'm if I'm some movie star that's like, oh, I just want to go to the club and not get bothered by the paparazzi. It's like, well, yeah. You if you like, I want to have millions of dollars. And guess what? We can't have. We can't each have both. <laughs> like you can not go. If the paparazzi is always bothering you, you can like not go to the club that the paparazzi is standing in front of us. The thing is, most of those people like that. They just don't want, I know. And that's what I'm saying. Don't say you don't. Right. But Bob Dylan, like you can't say, Oh, I hate the fans that pay hundreds of dollars to come see me play. Well then don't play concerts. Does he say that? cost a hundred Well, Cole said, no, but his actions. No, Cole's saying that the, because of the way that he plays the song, like the songs that he chooses. It's like, it's like he actively. Yeah. He's actively antagonizing everyone who came (laughs) And is a Bob Dylan fan because, like, he's not going to play any of his popular songs. So yeah, it is. It is kind of like you know trying to have your cake and eat it too a little bit because it's like the only reason Bob Dylan is playing in freaking NBA arenas or whatever, like <laughs> yeah. enormous venues, is because of his popular songs. You know, it's not because of all all of his experimental crap. And he'll even play songs like. You won't even recognize the song because he's playing it so differently, which also like that always like Dave Matthews band and Counting Crows are the same way where they change. And granted, like I know it seems weird to have an opinion of any kind on Dave Matthews band in or Counting Crows or Counting Crows. <laughs> I like Counting Crows, though. Did I ever tell you about the time like when I was, I used to work at Banana Republic and we would I would work there like before hours opening merchandise you know like stocking stuff there Uh was these two guys mark and dave (laughs) they would just talk about (laughs) they would talk about dave matthews band for hours at a time (laughs) it was the most insane thing i've ever witnessed they must have smoked so much weed (laughs) that's really funny it's like why (laughs) just on and on and on (laughs) it was wild and it was not they weren't like repeating stuff it was just like a a real conversation about Dave Matthews right. for hours. <laughs> like on I one have... hand, like I I wish I liked anything as much as they like Dave Matthews band, you know, yeah. 
It's like I admire it from that standpoint. Yeah. But <laughs> there's such a like Dave Matthews Band and Fish are the same way where like if you don't do drugs, I think it's impossible to enjoy like one of their live shows. <laughs> I'm sure it's still fun. Yeah, it's not impossible. It's just you don't enjoy it that. I don't way. think it's. it's not I don't good. think it's possible to enjoy one of their shows though without getting high. <laughs> just being there. If just, you cause if you watch it on you. your phone in your bedroom. Oh, true. Yeah. Um. So how was this? Copeland? I have a how friend. Open show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember now. It's weird because usually long. we're so good at like sticking to a topic. So now. So we went listeners. If this is your first time listening, we never do this. this is so I was odd. there with yeah. Chad Hansen. Usually it's all gear, gear slum. all the time. Chad Hansen of the mm-hmm. gear slum group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so during the second opener, first of all, the That's one opener the came on. It's called the middle. The one opener was, uh, came on. She like, it was this band. There were two guys playing. The guitar. band was a woman. <laughs> yes, the band was one. <laughs> two guys playing. The one guy guitar. playing guitar. Two guys, like, one guitar. Remem- remember, <laughs> remember the pit of despair on Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. Like the one guitarist looked like that guy from the pit of despair. <laughs> yeah, like some freaking weird albino guy, and <laughs> and uh, you know, like you could tell he was in a band because that's you know the only way he's ever gonna reproduce, and. But then the dr- and and they all looked like super hipstery, except the drummer, just looked like the most boring. Like he looked like the kid from Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Chad and I both had the same thought, like independent of each Cute. other, that he that he looked exactly like Smalls uh, from Sandlot. I knew that's so, what you meant when you said the kid from Sandlot. I'm, I know I'm I did too, and go. it's weird that you there's like eight kids in that movie. But I know, but he is like the main character. Yeah, if you say the um, kid, no. then it's him. If you say like the something, yeah, because you, because you can't remember, and it took us a second to even remember his name. And it's like, oh, the only reason you know his name is because the, because the other kid. And anyway, um, so we went over Benny the side the of the Jack stage. Rodriguez is the other kid. No, the other kid is Squints. Oh, I thought you were talking he about Ham- Hamilton Porter. Oh yeah, no, he there's is the, the one who there's says the protagonist of the movie, the storyteller, the narrator, That's Smalls, who is not. Who is not, yeah, who is not the chubby dude. Chubby dude? Yeah, that's Smalls. We're not talking about the chubby dude anymore. We're talking about Smalls. The chubby dude is Ham. No, the chubby dude is from Princess Bride. What? No, that guy, he wasn't particularly chubby. Uh, He just had, like, really long, stringy white hair and pink eyes, you know? Yeah. Um, I think so. We went over to the artificially introduced chubby into the conversation. Phil. Yeah, why do you hate fat people, Phil? I love them. Us. I don't even notice. I don't I'm fat blind. <laughs> you are? Yeah. Man, well when I nice. when I smile really big. Because my cheeks are so fat it makes me <laughs> Yeah, it covers like, your eyes. eyes. <laughs> I go I go fat blind, that's what I call it. <laughs> oh man. I go fat blind when I eat a lot. Mm-hmm. You just eat like a ton of barbecue, you know. Let's get sauce so we in went your over eyes. The, yeah, we so went over to the smoked, side of the stage. Meat gets in your eyes, so we could like see. Stupid, it's not a good All joke. the pedal boards, you know. Uh huh. And uh, but then the drummer Ugh. was freaking was so freaking good. Oh. And he was like right there. The way the stage was set up, the drummer was like, you know, I could like reach out and touch his kit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we just like sat there staring at the drummer and it was like mesmerizing. He was so freaking tight and uh, yeah, it was good. And I don't normally appreciate drummers cause like who cares, you know, you can get a computer to do the same thing. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, it was way good. And then, so Copeland, um, you guys, the guitarist for Copeland is named Brian Lawrenson and he's the, yeah, the quiet theory guy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Obviously. Yeah. And uh, and his board was awesome. I took some pictures of it. I should, I should pull it up. He had a DRV on it. He had a Quiet Theory, obviously. Um, 
and he had during one song I took a picture because literally every pedal on his board was turned on and it was pretty awesome. He had, oh, he had a rubber neck. Ah, uh, yes. So he had a rubber neck and a quiet theory and they were literally both on the entire show. <laughs> like no exaggeration. It's possible like, that he's mostly using the quiet theory for like reverb. Yeah, totally. Um, but you could tell, I mean, you can see where his knobs are set. You can see his knobs. I mean, I can definitely, definitely has some, I mean, I can, Yeah. and he had an immerse. So he had all these like fancy pedals. Oh, also, I kept making fun of Chad because this too, is like right? very, is that a new neighbor that? pedal immerse? Yeah. The immerse. Oh, that's so confusing. Um, I know. It's so confusing. I just don't get it. Shut and up. then uh, he had one of those Benson preamps, too. Mm-hmm. What amp was he which, using? I don't know. That's a good question. There was a top hat amp over on the one side of the stage mm-hmm. and a and an AC-15. Mm. But I think neither of those were his. <laughs> and I realize I should, I should have like this paid attention this to that. This is really good. What kind of guitar was he playing? He was playing an Epiphone hollow body. Okay. Like one of those weird, you know, it's like some vintage uh-huh. looking one with some weird tailpiece that looks like it's probably a nightmare to keep in tune or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he did like he'd tune after basically every song. Yeah. Um, totally worth it. But then the other two, so like the, the lead singer, so there's a second guitarist who just played, he played that Epiphone the entire show. The other guitarist played a Les Paul special, like two P90 Les Paul, the entire show. And then (laughs) that was kind of funny because the lead singer plays piano on some of the songs. Some of the songs he doesn't play anything. And then he played guitar on probably two songs and he used two different guitars for those two songs. Weird. I wonder. And the other two guitarists who played the entire show each used one guitar for the entire show. So that's funny. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, the one thing that stuck out to me is how much this guy used his volume pedal. And it was the same way whenever I see a steel, like a pedal steel player. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think like, Oh man, I need to learn how to play that. Cause it sounds amazing. And really it's, I should just be able to appreciate it because there's no way it would sound that good if I, learned how to play it you know (laughs) but he he would use his volume pedal on every song and not just for swells but he did do a ton of stuff with swells but it kind of made me realize like oh i can oh it's it's like when you see when i saw that band play and they both had uh b benders right yeah yeah and Uh i was like oh yeah that's why it's cool like i'd never really seen anyone use it effectively but it it made me consider getting a volume pedal and using it more. The B bender thing is, I feel like it it's not. I mean, I get what you, I get your point, but like having the what you're talking about with volume pedals, you can like <clears throat> you can go oh on this song I'm not going to use that thing, and I'd be like concerned with the B bender that like. Like accidentally Can doing you it? accidentally? Yeah, exactly. No, you have to like pull down pretty hard to activate it. Okay. But like to that point, I, when I, the times when I've used a volume pedal, because I don't use it enough, like I will leave it half cocked and forget about it or whatever. And then wonder why, you know, what, why is, yeah, wonder why, why it sound it's that like good with right wah, now? When you like, you put the wah back to where it's flat, but you haven't like clicked it off. Yeah. And so it's like, why does everything sound like I've never played lame? a wah in my life? You've never like at all? No, never plugged in. Why not? One. I've never had one to play. You're you're a wah virgin. Um, what version are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's a wah virgin. Wah version one point two version. Why why are you virgin that can't drive? You're just a wah virgin that can't drive. I'm a wah denier. <laughs> so, oh, and then the best the best part. So he had, his board was a temple board, and it was like really, 
I don't know. He had like tons of like he it when you know when you see people's boards like on freaking Instagram pictures and you think there's no way it's like with who's the who's the guy who has all those Chase Bliss pedals on his board and like the two Vemiram pedals. Oh, um yeah. Knobs and noises. Is that no, what it is? No, it's not him. It's um Yeah, it is Knobs and Noises. I was thinking you said dad boy. Yeah, Knobs and Noises, but his name he's in our group. I can't remember his name now. Yeah, isn't it Matt? Matt? Yeah, Matt. He's Australian. No. So, oh, so is it pronounced mate? Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> Matt. 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 <laughs> no, that's more um, like New Zealand. Matt. Matt. <laughs> In New Zealand, they call him Matt. Matt. Hey, Matt. Anyway, the, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this interview. Do you remember Korg on Thor Ragnarok? I remember like the, Korg, the brand. The like the rock monster guy that's like really soft spoken. Oh, that just like walks around that place or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And makes jokes. Like the guy the guy who does his voice was the director of the film. It's Taika Waititi and is he's from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And he said he just based it off of all these <laughs> there's like all these Maori like whenever you go to a club in New Zealand, the bouncer will be this Maori guy who's like enormous and could like snap you in half like mm. a twig but they're always like the most soft-spoken like <laughs> you know super nice and polite and everything anyways so copeland that's what we're talking about mm. so why sh- should i get a volume pedal i've been thinking Actually, about getting already a, volume a volume pedal. you know i have a good idea for you i have one of those dunlop vp minis well, already you so you have a volume pedal so should I? Use, it's just in the. It's literally in the box. No, I have a better idea. I'm sure you have. You just said you have a volume pedal, and I'm sure you have a tuner. But <laughs> might I suggest to you that you save real estate on your board by purchasing? Are you going to say that you should put the tuner in the volume pedal? No. See, no. that would be do you one better an amateur move. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a freaking idiot, you might do that. <laughs> All right. Let me hear this idea because I'm intrigued. <laughs> so you know how volume pedals with your foot, your foot naturally moves forward and backward. Yes. Well, I'm I'm going to suggest that you should use this very unnatural motion oh. of sw- either uh, shuffling your foot. Shuffling your foot? <laughs> yeah, shuffling your foot. Tweaking your foot at the ankle um, from a left-right motion. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to replace like the... Twisting. It's not really a rotation because rotation implies one axis. I'm talking about multiple joints in motion at the same okay. time. It takes a lot of coordination. I hear you. How would um, one, why would one do this? Or how? Well, to... Like I mean, to what end? Make money. No, I'm Answer saying how like, first make money. You're, you're moving your foot that way, but why? To turn the volume up and down. What volume? The volume that you, you I skipped some am giving you. Information here. I am giving. Well, you're making me. I'm not. I'm asking I'm, you to explain the thing that you're trying to explain, but you refuse to do it. Aaron, go on. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let me tell you about the product that I have I'm for you. All rotated here. <laughs> oh, do you have a single axis? I do. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm Sweet about to give bro. you more more axes. Sweet axis, bro. Mm-hmm. So I actually have an axis. I'm going to super take sport. I'm going to take your tuner uh-huh. and I'm going to remove that up and down foot switch. <laughs> uh-huh. That on off as it's known, the up and down foot switch. <laughs> that on off <laughs> binary <laughs> that binary foot switch. Uh-huh. Yes or no, on oh, or off. So how many options is that? <laughs> for it's tuning, one. it's one, it's on one option off, for tuning. One thing. Or on, one option. Yeah. No, you're only tuning. There's only one tuning option. Oh, the polytune only has one tuning option? Oh, but not, not tuning is an option, though. Is a tuning option. It's not a tuning option. You can tune without the tuner by no. ear. Yeah. I'm, well, okay. 
Yes, but not with this pedal. Oh, okay, it's not a lot you of can't, by here. <laughs> you can't you can't not tune with this pedal. Oh, okay, I mean, I guess the pedal could be there <laughs> while you're <laughs> cannot not tune with it. You, you son of a. You have to tune with it. I'm tuning with it right now. I can't help myself. We're always tuned. Never. We're never not tuning. NNT. ABT. Always be always tuning. Be tuning. Uh, yeah, you can't not tune with it. Um, <clears throat> so, get this. Is, everybody's at the wrong on the wrong side of history. You're on the wrong side of history. I still with don't this know on-off binary. I'm talking so, about replacing that switch, that on-off okay, binary switch. With what? With a pot. <laughs> with a pot. With a blend knob. Buddy, a blend knob. What are you blending? Yes. What are you? Bl- you're blending between z- nothing and your. You're signal. blending between exactly. You're blending your two. So that's exactly what you're doing. On. Let's say we were to call that. You're blending a between knob. signal and all signal. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to volume knobs as blend from now on. It's a blend yeah. between Good. nothing and everything. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's my wet dry blend knob. The dry being <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Here's that's a like, great idea. The only reason It'd be good for a fly rig. Reason, yeah, for a fly. It'd be great for fly rig. <laughs> yeah, you know, because all these people who fly to gigs, that has to make up like point zero 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 one percent of guitar players. I feel like people have seen fly rig or the term or or use it so yeah. much that they don't and even they re- think, realize that it says fly in it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You mean like Lincoln Bio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? Phil, do you remember the term you guys were joking about that made me try and think of that Dennis Rodman thing? I don't I don't remember. It was a similar term. You remember the conversation though? Lincoln Bio. I I loved that when somebody asked for recommendations for a fly rig and Spencer Hyam posted this insane board that was like pedal train two sized. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it had like four Chase Bliss pedals on it with a MIDI controller, and then like okay, a well, wait a minute. Sky first of all, ridiculous. The first, the first one I saw, I was like, "What the hell is he thinking?" But yeah. then when every then he when he posted like four, then I was like, "Okay, he's got to be joking." I don't think he because knows. it was like he wasn't absolutely not. Was that? An but they group? were all like, I don't. I think I it was like in I think it was in sixty. Mm. No, it was ours you've ever heard of that was it ours yeah i want to look at those pictures why'd you ask like because i did they were know, all and like then i searched and then i found it and then i knew so did you find it yeah <laughs> and so well, so this I'm thing that phil is it. describing if uh like schnobel uh, oh man i lost my joke he brought a knife to a schnobel fight i was gonna say Again. That design deserves a Nobel Prize. <laughs> <laughs> but <That's better. laughs> now it's all out of context. So he takes a polytune, just like a full-size polytune, and yeah, the first the first port. Sorry, I'm I'm getting I'm looking at these pictures that Spencer posted. The first one looks like it has to be a joke because it has one of those ridiculous pedals that's like a, a piano foot pedal. Yes. Yes. See, it it's got to be a joke. Two empress, like full-size empress pedals. It's not. That's what's insane. Like, that's <laughs> not a... F- it's like freaking 24 inches by 20 inches. It's enormous. 17 by 12 and a half. But there's no way that stuff's going to fit on there with cabling. What, does it actually say the dimensions? Yeah. He said, these are all meant for a 17 by 20 by 12 and a half. Oh, 12 and a half. Again, board. that's not a fly rig. No. And also, you're paying, you know... That that entire board has got to be four thousand dollars. I mean, it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. Any rig is a fly rig if you have a big enough case. <laughs> I love, I loved his guitar jokes <laughs> that he would make. The best. My favorite part is he does this freaking ridiculous. One of them has this enormous collision devices black hole something on it. And then it has like that tiny little pedal train tuner. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. I believe so he's joking. It has an infinite jets, which is enormous. 
It yeah. has whatever this collision devices pedal is, and then this waveform destroyer Mark II, which is also they're all like eight and a half by eleven, basically. Like they're you know legal pads. That's not legal. Yeah, Spencer. Shut up, Aaron. I know it isn't. <laughs> That's a letter, Spencer. Size, but I hear you. I. They're like I enjoy your joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty Spencer, close. I enjoy the joke. It's. I don't think. Yeah, that's the thing is like each one of them has a pedal that's so ridiculously big that it's like it can't there's no way it's not a joke right it's yes. not a joke but i don't think it is that's what's crazy about it and this is here's what's happening in his mind fly rig is about space right it's all about he's like what's a small size board and in his mind 17 by 12 and a half is a small board <laughs> so it's like I whatever think- i can fit on there is yeah whatever by nature ridiculous pedals <laughs> yeah okay well ha- well he'll he'll hear this and he'll comment <laughs> but okay so as a, as a side note there's this the website that he was using to post those is called modular grid uh-huh. and they have i th- it's i think it started as like a way of laying out a rack an equipment rack uh-huh. but then somebody built like a pedal board I don't know, environment for it. Mm. And you can basically go on there and like every pedal you've ever heard of is on there. And if it isn't, you can just make it yourself. And then yeah. it's a really cool tool for, for organizing your pedal board. So it's like a good version of the old pedal train deal. Yeah, exactly. It does. It looks a lot cooler. Yeah, Cause that thing was a piece of garbage. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Like it made, it, it worked if you only wanted to use like the most well-known pedals yeah, right, so you couldn't. It's really nice, though. Um, okay, what were we talking about? Fly rigs, Copeland, uh, Copeland. <laughs> no, we so, were talking about we talking about the Cole, Cole putting a board together with a volume pedal and for a fly rig. So what you need is this thing. It's a um, what is it? It's a volume. It's a it's a tuner. It's a Polytune three. Yeah. The foot switch replaces the volume knob. It's a blend knob. Yeah, it's a volume blend knob. Okay, um, Cole, I want to point out to you something that is going to definitely make you mad. Uh-oh. That in the... It, it brings two things that make you mad together. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I know. This is going to be good. Um, so, in the P-Dub Jazz, world... and what else? <laughs> The Utah Jazz. Yeah. Both. I hate both. Um, in the P-Dub world. Dude, Utah Jazz. Way to go. There are um, there are <laughs> lots of those Thanks, dudes. Aaron. Way to go for banning those dudes. Oh, the racist There are lots yeah. of... Uh, hey, Utah's a lot of things, but it's not racist, usually. But sometimes I it's forget. Not. Someone else, something else, something similar happened at some other stadium. Yeah. And like they just banned the dude for like a season or something. Yeah. And I bet the owner didn't come out and. Like Aaron, I'm just going to turn up my volume the game yeah. and talk louder. <laughs> Probably not. I'm just going to turn up my volume and keep talking, and then you're just going to have to deal with it. Okay, go for it. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know. What, Dude, what are the two things that I hate? The two things that you hate are praise and worship guitar players and mission uh, evangelical mission trips. <laughs> oh, vacations, you mean? Yes. Vacations so that here's you guilt people into paying for for you when when people. When the dudes talk about fly rigs, almost always that's actually what they're oh. talking about. And it's like, you know what? You know what these starving kids in Africa need? They need to hear me play my crappy music. I'm telling you, that's what pedals. I I'm almost positive positive. The last time we saw somebody say, "Hey, hey, what's a good? What are some good options for a fly rig?" That guy is preparing for a mission trip. The FJS is that who you're talking about? <laughs> What? FJS? Is that the guy FJS? you're talking about? Sorry. Keep going. I don't I don't I don't know. Um the fake uh anyways. So how did neither uh, of you guys get that? I'm sorry, I didn't uh, hear what you said I got booted. And I'll tell you why. Oh. Dang it. We were talking so he's about going people, to, uh, the last thing I heard was going on the, mission the, trips first, and I, the thing they needed is to hear me play on my crappy and then I died. Yeah, and then and then I was talking about FJS. 
Hey, viewers, can you believe What's the only time I can get through a story is when Aaron gets booted from the recording? Talking about Farrah Jessica Sarker? So here's what, let me tell you what happened just now. It wasn't an internet problem. I was thinking about this new Instagram that I started called Volume Knobs Only. <laughs> um, but I only started it in my mind. I haven't actually started it yet. So I was like, I'm going to go sign up for a Volume Knobs Only Gmail account. And, <laughs> so that I can use that's it the to next open logical step. So I can use it to open <laughs> a new the Instagram. Instagram account. Um, but when I did that, I signed out of my Gmail account, which signed me out of which Google Hangouts. You. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you really locked into this podcast that we're recording. <laughs> yeah. That we woke up at five thirty to record. Four thirty. So that's. <laughs> That's disappointing, Phil. <laughs> I'm almost certain that the dude, whoever that dude is that asked, that's what he was. he's planning. Probably. He's going to some third world country um, for, I don't for know. two weeks. For two weeks. No, that guy, he said what he's going to do. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's not that. I don't what think. was it? I don't know. Something international. Yeah. Let's see here. Aaron, your, your response was much more reasonable. Some, yeah, everything boss. All, and then somebody was like, "Oh, how could you?" And then it was like, "No, because that's everywhere." Yeah, it's like, like it's that it's the most likely to be tracked down if something goes wrong. Because like he said, yeah, "This guy Fly international," and then everyone else is saying, "Like, um, get a helix." Like that's fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> and if it breaks, you have to buy a whole new one. Yeah, everything but, goes wrong. But also, like that's. I mean, it's not going to break. But. Obvious. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like if somebody, you know, it's like if somebody says, hey, what's a good Strat type guitar for worship, which is a stupid question. And yeah. someone's like, <laughs> Strat. <"A> Strat. <laughs> so, the, so it was Stephen Conradi who posted about it, and he said he'll be traveling overseas to Japan and Hong Kong. So I don't think it's for Because if you're taking a mission trip, like to, I mean, a mission vacation like uh, Bernigan's do. Yeah. Probably not going a to a vacation trip. Long. No, exactly. No, I'm going on a vacation. Cole, Cole, we go to the ends of the earth, Judea and Samaria, and the ends. If of you the think earth. we don't yeah, take missions go there trips spend to like Hong a, Kong, a week, then you are sorely mistaken, my friend. What? What? No, we we go to the ends of the earth, Phil, <laughs> and we spend two years there. I'm just saying, and we learn the freaking language. Well, we bring good music. <laughs> no, you don't. You bring freaking praise and worship garbage music that's garbage and sucks and is terrible we bring, and is bad. We bring super cool guitars and super cool pedals. Ugh. You can't argue with that. Maybe you'd bring like clean water or something. Freaking posers. <sighs> Damn it. That's a good We point. do. Um, we build a house. <laughs> it's like some crappy house. Gets yeah. condemned like six months later. Yeah. Hey. Hey, uh, very poor person, I know you don't have a home, so we brought these teenagers to build you one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can't even stay awake in algebra class, and they're going to build some, you a house. Some of them have never swung a hammer before, and yet, <laughs> here they are. And will never they, swing a hammer again, more than likely. Yeah. Here they are. Their, their friends and family donated money for them to come to your country and build you a house and they do not know how to build a house what whatever happened because like i actually liked that uh the ernie ball volume pedal with a tuner in it that never came out though did it um it's not released yet as far as i know one thing i liked a lot about it is that it showed like the percentage of volume you were at yeah yeah like where you're percentage of blend i think it says blend at the top that's what it's called like the the bp junior is that what it is oh blend, blend junior the really BP, yeah the blend not the blend pedal the volume yeah. is a blend yeah. yeah of not sound and sound exactly yes why are you acting um, like we just said that not said that before aaron why are you trying to pretend like we're not making fun of you right now <laughs> phil yeah i am not pretending that makes you us are angry pretending. It makes bullies angry when you don't acknowledge that we're hurting your feelings. 
Um, okay, so so he so <laughs> Brian Lawrenson had this big old temple board, and it and uh, it was all fancy and whatnot. And then the bassist had also had a temple board. <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back to Copeland. Okay, wait. Before you do that, th- I should say that this episode is sponsored by uh, Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture, the best cables in the biz. Yep. Yeah. Was Copeland using so you're building Sinusoid a fly cables? rig? Yeah. If you're building a fly rig with five thousand dollars worth, you're gonna of need like forty slivers for that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for Spencer's fly rig, you're probably and doing four cable method, cables. like ninety nine percent of guitar players. <laughs> a bunch exactly. of MIDI cables, <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna need those fancy right angle ones because it's small and tight, right? So it's, yeah, it's small oh, tight. that's what I was gonna say. Like that's one thing you'll notice with actual. Like you rarely see a touring musician's pedal board where everything is crammed on there so that it looks good on an Instagram picture, because then it's not usable. Like his board had, true. had space between every pedal. Yeah. So that space he between. Them on and off. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> I thought I died for a second. <laughs> when he said you're correct, you thought you had like died and gone to heaven. Phil saying I'm correct. Um, (laughs) So the bassists. That is a wonderful observation, Cole. The bassist board also it was also a temple board, but it was a small one, and it had a TU3 or you know some boss tuner. Did that have the uh, standard stomp switch, or did it have a blend knob on it? It had. They had modified it to have a blend knob on (laughs) the TU3. And I thought at first I thought it was a blues driver, but it was actually a compressor, and then a Dod a DoD two fifty. <laughs> that oh, was nice. this whole board. So it's a Boss compressor, a tuner, and a two fifty. That's actually pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, like for a bass board. I mean, compression is pretty important with bass. Yeah, I suppose. And yeah, I mean, in theory, <laughs> in a quiet theory. The other, both of the other guitarists also had two fifties on their board too. Whoa, that's like 500. No, it's not. 750, because both of the other guitars had it too, so there's three. Both of the other, oh my gosh, you're right. That's so much 250. So so I might start using that volume pedal, and when that volume pedal, I don't know, I did like that Ernie Ball one, but I probably shouldn't get it, because I don't even know what I'm doing with the volume pedal. You're just blending. Just blending. So what do you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about Gun Street Wiring Shop. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do it then. And I was trying to th- I thought of another like guitar pun for them the other day. <laughs> <laughs> They'll turn your SG into an OMG. It's a classic. Yes. Turn your Les Paul into it a is. more Paul. It's pretty good. Those yeah, those are both very good. It's hard to do. It's harder with Fender guitars because they all like just end with caster. Right. They'll, they'll turn a Telecaster into a Tell You caster. Oh. Uh, no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I was thinking about that the it's other no day and. because um, a, classic no and situation. <laughs> a buddy of mine is is building a, an Esquire. Um. And he bought a a wiring kit from from. Is Sean. he turning it into a more squire? Oh, I thought you said less squire. <laughs> a le squire. Nailed it. Totally le, redeemed myself. Le squire. It's French. A le squire. A le squire. Oh, so check this out. The other day, this guy was talking about. Um, oh, so he posted something about that he someone was selling a squire for like three hundred bucks, right? Um, a guitar and he said price is $300 firm so this dude offers him I'm trying to find it because it was really funny this dude offers him he's <laughs> like are you interested in trading for any pedals and so then this the seller says well it depends on which pedals it would either have to be really unique or like 30 of them <laughs> which I thought was hilarious yeah those $10 pedals so, but no I think it's hilarious because he's like I'm on the side of the seller on this one. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Who do you think is being ridiculous, the buyer or the seller? 
I guess neither one really, but no, like the guy said, are you interested in trades? Which is a totally valid question. Unless his post said no trades. Yeah. Which it didn't. It just said 300 firm. Yes. Um, but like the thought, like the thing that's dumb about it is oh, either have to be really unique, but it's like, no, cause I can make a unique pedal that is not worth anything to anyone. <laughs> Like you're really saying, it has to be three hundred dollars worth of pedals. What he's, I think, what he's really saying is it would have to be way more than three hundred dollars worth of pedals. Like, that's how I read it, because that's how I would be. Like, if I'm trying to sell something and someone wants to trade me yeah. something, like, like the thing I'm trying that to you sell trade one me thing. has to be worth way more than what I'm trying to sell this for. Otherwise, I would just keep selling it for money. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's true. Unless it's something that I like super want, that's hard to get. It's like when people try to try to trade you a bunch of crappy things. For one really nice thing, yeah. and it's like no, that you're making my life harder, and and it's always like, well, you can turn around and sell it, and then you'll have even more cash. You and do I that always, then. I, and then buy my I thing love and doing pocket that. the rest. Yeah, because I always reply like, okay, then you go do that, and then you'll have all the money you need to give to me. And they're always, well, uh, uh. <laughs> they always sound like, you know, you know, guys, like <laughs> Phil. <laughs> It's the same it's the same thing when people say like are you really going to give up this deal over $5 and it's like you're doing the exact same thing. Oh, burn. You're ever asking that question. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like no, I won't go a dollar above 120 and I'm like, well, my bottom price is 125 and they're like, are you really going to do this over $5? It's like, yeah, you are. So <laughs> I am too. It's a principle. Idiot. You moron! Whose side are you on in that debate, Phil? In Aaron's debate, or do you not care? I don't. I guess. I mean, I. I guess I. I feel like I've been on both sides of it. There are many sides. We can agree on that. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. Who do I think is more of an idiot? Um. Well, the person saying, "Do you want trades?" or will you take trades? And then they say, yes, it depends on the thing that did that person say so anything? Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with ridiculous offering that. My thing is like, if you're the one that's offering a trade and then you're acting like this guy is crazy for like wanting something good in trade. Like, yeah, then you're being that, ridiculous. That person's because dumb. Yes. You always have the underhand that. if you're offering trade for something that's for sale for cash. Right, and you're like, can you believe this guy? He won't. He said I have to give him something super unique or thirty pedals. Oh, can you believe this guy? It's like, well, yes. Just give him the money. <laughs> like his his first his the first thing he's asking for is very reasonable. Right. Give me money for this thing that I have. <laughs> give me money. So you are being unreasonable if you're saying, okay, but how about like, what if I give you like, I've got so many uh, cups of pudding. Can you believe this guy? He doesn't want pudding. Like, no, you don't get to just randomly, like. Well, the only reason, suggest- the main reason is the guy that posted it is kind of being a d bag in the comments and stuff. So I was like, that makes me that colors my opinion. And I shouldn't say it colors my opinion because, well, I just shouldn't. But I'll tell you why later. <laughs> so, but okay, <laughs> the per- the seller is being a d bag in the comments. Well, no, the guy that posted it is the the guy that offered the, the trade potential again. buyer. Okay. And he's being a D-bag. Yes. Do we know this no. person? Okay, good. I mean, I don't. You probably do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But just speak general. No, that, There's no like specifics don't really matter, I guess. But Yeah, I'm just saying like if, if I am selling an item... And somebody says, do you accept trades? And I say, yes, but here's my expectation for trades. Like, you don't have to. Yeah, you just walk away. Yeah. You go, oh, well, I really want that thing. So I will find those trades or I will give them the freaking money. That's why I don't understand why people get like offended by lowball offers because it's like you just don't take it. 
No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's low balls like. Yes, you're negotiating exactly. something that has no effect on anyone's life. So it's like you just walk away. It's not a big deal. The thing that the the I don't understand when somebody goes, "I'm selling a thing for two hundred dollars," and somebody says, "How about fifty dollars?" and then they post a screenshot and they go, "Can you believe this yeah. guy?" I don't understand that. That's crazy. But what I do understand is when you say, "Um, I'm I'm selling a thing for two hundred dollars." Somebody posts, "How about fifty dollars?" and you say, "No." $175 and then they go how about $51 now it's like okay okay yeah that's just bad negotiation this person like that's not good faith yes this person right so now this person is this is now warranted under the can you believe this guy right. category yeah if they're just being obnoxious and it's like okay you're you're either you don't want to come to an agreement you're just like trolling <laughs> Right, I mean, I don't know what else to call it. If if somebody yeah, lowballs and being then like obnoxious for, like you know, that's not an effective tactic. Right, people are dumb. Yeah, so it's like th- that that kind of like idea of like, oh well, maybe I could just wear them down. Like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess that's a thing. Somewhere, like if you come up one dollar, what do you think that's gonna like? If we're already like that far apart. One dollar is not yeah, right, like, right, that's right. not it's just goofy. Yeah. And and that's what it's it's obnoxious when they won't like when when you have made it clear, listen, here's the range that I'm right working under and you're like trying to like be way outside of that range and you you're being very persistent. Right. But even then you can like just walk away yeah you could still just go you know deny like you're like negotiating over like your medical care or something (laughs) right and they're not it's not like they're standing on your lawn and yelling these things (laughs) like (laughs) while you're eating dinner with your family or whatever that's funny although what about 51 i used to work at a retail store like really close to the border and people would come from mexico all the time and like try to negotiate the price (laughs) I'm like, <laughs> really? yeah, because like you know, in most countries, yeah, that's it's how like, it is. and if it's like an individual owned shop, like you can just do that. Like that's just normal. <laughs> it's like, yes, like, I don't set the price. They're like, this is too expensive. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what do you, I don't what know do you what to do tell that? you. <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it was like, like all all the time. It was really funny. And then, but then you're having the same conversation like every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. And for them, it's like the first time they've had the conversation. <laughs> so you're having to be like, you know, moderately respectful. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like, you're like, I'm so freaking sick of having this conversation. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Did we lose Cole? Duke? I was Cole wondering. Duke? I didn't want to say it because we always get weirder after we like <laughs> acknowledge that one of us is gone. Yeah. I was just thinking it's probably close to a good time to end this here episode of the Gear Slum. Uh, before it we is. do that, I want to thank our final sponsor, Pelican Noiseworks. Pelican Noiseworks makes the best fuzz pedals in the oh, world. Oh, right. They do. Check out the Pelotar if you haven't already, which is hard to believe. Um, they do. He does. Not only is the Pelotar really cool... But I love Big Muff pedals, and the Big Muff side of the Peltar is one of my favorite Big Muff circuits that I've heard. Which side? I mean, and what I mean, I mean, like, knob-wise, where... I don't know which side, which direction it is, but it's the one that's not the half horse. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I haven't had a Peltar for a while, but I, so I'm not sure which direction it is. Oh, if Cole was here, he could tell me. Yeah, he could. It's the one that's like smoother and less sputtery. I want to say it's left. I just you could look it up on the gain or the output. It's the gain right? on the gain. Yeah. Um. Just should we end this or should I talk about my board? No, we should start a new episode. Okay. So Pelican Noise Works. Thank you for your sponsorship. Thanks to our other sponsors. Thank you, Pelican. Thank you, Sinusoid. Yep. Thank you, Gunstreet. Thanks, guys. And thank you for listening. 
Thanks for friendship. And thank you for friendship. Mm-hmm.